Are you ready to take a deep dive into events occurring around the world? Well, stay tuned because this is Disseminate News. And we're live. I, I can't believe it. Disseminate News is back. It is January 23rd at 8 p.m. Um, my name is Jasegan, and you may know me as one of the three musketeers from the original Disseminate News podcast. Right now, we've actually had a change in script. So we have a new member, um, one of my homies, one of my best friends. Uh, we, we call him Tassin, but his real name is Um If you want to jump in, Tassin, <laughs> as I said right now, feel free to jump in. Yeah, you know, you just uh, <laughs> said my name the right way and then said it the wrong way. But it's you all good, you know? You, you know, li- listen, <laughs> like I, I try my best, Tassin, uh, Tassin, Tassin, you know, I try my best, but listen, I want to I, I want to jump into this because we got some interesting topics, you know, um, we we want to start off the new year with the first new podcast for 2022 with some interesting topics focusing on the EV market and focusing on everyone's interesting topic. You may have seen it on the news. You may see it on LinkedIn um, subscription subscriptions. Holy subscriptions. It's interesting because everything that we are using seems to be transitioning into a subscription. So. With that being said, Tassin, I'm I'm curious on the I'm curious on the EV market. What what's going on? Like I, I was about to buy a Tesla, but but like what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, you know you got to get that Cybertruck, right? Yeah, listen, I I so two years back, a little bit of context. I actually fooled these guys into thinking that I actually bought a Tesla Cybertruck. I don't I don't know if you believed this, but a lot of people in my in my organization actually believed it. Unfortunately, I am not buying a Cybertruck anytime soon. I, I just want to keep it, you know keep it real uh probably buy a model three eventually but well, what's going on what's going on in the ev market man that's it's crazy right it's uh, it's there's a lot happening i think like from what we've seen in 2021 there's there are a lot of um up and coming players in this market right like everybody's trying to catch up to tesla they're like what three four years behind maybe even more now um but they're they're all realizing that that's the future and unless they they step up their game they're they're really gonna fall behind and lose out in in uh, the market share, right? Tesla is already like taking up a lot of the market share right now, <laughs> yeah. and Toyota, Ford, GM, all those big automakers are are like really losing out. So, so I'm interested to see like what what do they end up doing? What what are their plans? How are they gonna come back from from like the downfall um, in the automotive market? So right? you we don't have to see what happens. You know what's interesting? So you brought this up, and I, I was like, damn, you're right. Tesla overtook Toyota as being the most valuable car manufacturer. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? You see Toyotas around, but now I'm starting to see Teslas everywhere. Yeah, man. I mean, like, what? I, I'm an owner of a Model 3, right? Yeah. I've had one since uh, 2018. And, like, at first I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm an OG. I'm, I'm a true supporter of Tesla. You know, <laughs> Elon, I, Elon's blessing me. <laughs> like, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> right like i got one i was like you know what like i'm the only one i made sure i get that silver it was the only one like b- like barely anyone had a silver on in on the roads they don't sell um, that color right no they don't like they they limited it because of, they wanted to mass uh, mass produce uh, so yeah. they got rid of silver now i think they only do black white and like maybe two other colors right right um so yeah they got rid of silver and um so at least at least i'm unique in that sense but yeah now I drive everywhere and I see everybody with uh, Model 3s, Model Ys now. 
It's just crazy. So this is what's interesting. There's a lot of Teslas in the market, but Ford releasing the F-150 Lightning. Now that is, that is a pickup truck, dude. Like you can literally live in that truck and call it a day. Yeah. Oh man. Like I'm, I'm surprised with what they did and how they're trying to come back. Even with the, uh, the Ford Mustang Mach-E, right? They're really trying to uh, make a comeback with that. And their sales have actually been uh, taking over, like competing with the Model Y. Yep. Because it's, right. it's, it's interesting, right? When, when the Mach-E got released, it was, it was hyped because it, it was a Mustang, right? It had the Mustang name. It had the Mustang logo. But it wasn't really a Mustang. This, yeah. is, this is like the first time Ford, you, I want to call it, is entering the EV market with a truck that looks like the truck, right? The F-150 Lightning looks like a normal F-150, just more fancier. Exactly, right? Like, at, like... And I think there are a lot of other automakers that are trying to do the same thing, right? You got uh, Rivian with the pickup. You yep. got um, a few others, right? I think um, GM is also in the market to do EVs right now too. Yeah, they are. Um, GM, yeah, like they have the uh, Lyric, um, which is coming out, which is actually a really luxurious EV that that they're. I think they're planning to reduce uh, release in twenty twenty three, and it looks really nice. I was like, damn, like they're. Like you, it's it's hard to find an EV that that looks really sleek, Prius, um, Prius. and luxurious. Prius. Yeah, Prius. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, you know, Toyota has to make a comeback, right? Yeah. I imagine they take a Prius and make it make it a luxury vehicle. Dude, I'm waiting for that, man. Like it's it's just it, like even when we talk about Toyota and the Prius, we got to think about the Chevy Bolt, or like that's another car that doesn't look that great that people aren't really going to buy, right? Because when you think of a car, it's not a it's not an investment that you're going to have for like a couple of months. It's an investment for a long time. So obviously you want to put your money into something that you want to enjoy driving and that looks good, right? Exactly. You know, like the, the Chevy Bolt's so ugly that it caught on fire, bro. That's, that's, oh, what, okay. that's what they well, did. That's uh, that's unfortunate there. I, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but okay, so here here's the thing. How long is it going to take for us to adapt into this whole EV market? So you, you yourself, you already have EV cars. I'm still a gas guzzler, even with our prices almost at a dollar fifty, a dollar fifty a liter. But the thing is, for us to become a complete gas, sorry, a, a complete EV market, we need a lot of infrastructure. The problem I see right now is everyone seems to be using their own type of infrastructure. Isn't isn't Tesla using something versus Ford using something and Toyota using something different? Yeah, so and and this is where Tesla is still way ahead of the pack because they got their superchargers basically all over the world, right? Yep, and yep. and these are fast chargers. So you could literally uh fill up or like charge up your car in like 30 40 minutes uh because of how fast the charging is. But then Ford, GM, all these guys are trying to catch up, but then they're also using a lot of these uh, EV charging companies like ChargePoint and Blink, EVGo, like all of those are are in, are like taking over the EV infrastructure and right. trying to partner partner up with GM, Ford, and other automakers to to make a comeback. And honestly, that that's probably the only way they're going to be able to compete with Tesla yeah. with infrastructure is if they uh, to they really partner up and make this happen. But they they need to make sure that charging speeds are are comparable with tesla otherwise their tesla's gonna continue to be ahead of the pack 
Oh, hundred percent. Because like when you when you think of an electric vehicle, you think of Tesla because of the benefits of supercharging, right? We don't want to have to put our cars, uh, sorry, park our cars at a station and wait three or four hours when we need to drive like in ten minutes, right? Because the whole purpose of a gasoline powered car and the benefits is that we can pump in about two to three minutes and call it a day. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, and that's what it is. And I think that's why, um, like Tesla at one point had released news. This was like a couple of years ago where their, their goal was you could drive up to a Tesla supercharger and they'll take out, they'll, uh, like take out the battery and replace it with a new one. And you'll be on the road, like within like two, three minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like that, that was something that Elon had a vision for. (laughs) It's, it's, it's going to, I think it's still going to take a while until they make it happen. But imagine they do that. Like what's going to happen to like, like these guys, nobody else will be able to to compete with that. It's going to be too quick. You know, so you brought up an interesting point because when Elon says something, he works towards doing it. Right. When we, when we talk about him and the tunnel that he wanted to build, he actually built it. Like there, there are tunnels where Teslas are allowed to go. And now he's focusing on SpaceX as well, right? So I'm optimistic that that it might take some time. And because of like all the supply chain shortages and everything, it might take some delays as well. But I think Elon might be onto something. Yeah, honestly, he, he really is. He's a really smart guy, right? Except for like, you get to a certain point where you see his tweets and <laughs> he does some things that are questionable, but... You know what? He he's a really smart guy. He's uh, he's done a lot of good things, and it's good to see like he really cares about uh, our world progressing to a better future. And like he like he's he's someone that you can really like look up to as an entrepreneur and what he wants to do for this world, right? Exactly. He's not in it just to like make money. He actually, he's actually doing something to benefit all of us. Exactly, exactly. Not financial advice, but Dogecoin. Not financial advice, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> to the moon, bro. To the moon. <laughs> um, so, okay. So here, here's a question for you, though. With, with what's going on with the EV market and the enhancements that Elon is doing, there's also that concern of Tesla wanting to do subscriptions. So what's, what's the deal on that? Like, a lot of I know a lot of companies are trying to move into this whole subscriptions thing, but what what's going on here? Yeah, so Tesla, like as you've heard, their full self driving um, platform is is going to be like it's taken off in the states. Um, it has to pass regulations in Canada, but Elon Musk is at, or like Tesla is actually releasing the beta version to to uh, to Tesla's in Canada um, like this month. Like that that's what he said. Okay. Um, I think they're they're really like we'll have to see what happens, but um, he's because he said it before where it's like oh yeah it'll be it'll be released soon, but then because of regulations it's really tough to to make that happen. But I saw in the news I think it was last week that he he his goal is to make it happen within like a month or two. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and if if it does happen. But then what they're what Elon was proposing was. Um, getting the full self-driving is costly, right? Yeah. If you were to go get a new car and you wanted to add full self-driving, it's about 12 grand, if I'm not mistaken, right? Okay. Which is, it's, it's, it's a large amount, right? It's not easy for anybody to just add it as an add-on and uh, be okay with it, right? Um, but, but so that's where Tesla is proposing um, a subscription for the full self-driving, right? Because in the end, it's all a software update. 
all Teslas that, yeah. nowadays come up come with the hardware that's needed. So all it is is just software updates, and and you're good to go to get whatever you want. See that that's exactly what I was going to ask you. So so basically, what you're saying is any Tesla that's going to be built will have the hardware, but it, the software is going to disable that functionality. Exactly. Okay, got it. Because it's it's right. interesting, right? Because I was reading on the news, and this was back in December, that Toyota is also going to start doing subscriptions. But the way that they're trying to do it is, for example, one of the things they want to do is for their key fobs to remote start your cars, it's going to have to be a subscription cost. So any any Toyota that's like 2018 or newer would have to pay to have remote start on their cars. That's that's crazy. <laughs> so, I think I think BMW even said something similar, but it was it was around like if you want uh, like extra like functionality in the car or like heating or something like that, it's going to be subscription based. I remember reading something like briefly about that. Yeah. And it, it's weird because it, it makes me wonder because this whole world is just becoming a subscription based type of service. Like, like even if we go back to the example of a, of a doorbell, right? The traditional doorbell, it rings, it has a camera. You'll be able to see who's at your door and you'll be able to answer it. But there's companies, um, I'm not uh, trying not to lose any sponsors here. There's companies like Amazon, there's companies like Google that have subscription services for their cameras that you have to subscribe to if you want to be able to store that footage or have extra features, um, which is weird, right? Like you think of a doorbell, you kind of want protection, ease of use. Why have to pay a subscription for it? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you you need to pay for the features, right? Because it's not your typical doorbell either, right? Like there's so many enhancements, right? You want to have that cloud storage where uh, you can see live streaming of what's happening in your front uh, front porch. Uh, you want to see recorded uh, recorded sessions. You want to see all that, right? So, so so let me let me counteract you there because. These doorbells are not cheap, right? If you're buying a Google Nest, it's what, like 300 bucks or something? And if you're buying an Amazon Ring, it's uh, it ranges, right? It ranges from like 80 to $200 if you want the Pro model. My, my concern is if you're adding a subscription cost to that, that becomes a monthly cost on top of what you're paying for the hardware. So wouldn't it be better to have the hardware subsidized and then have a subscription cost is what I'm saying. Like, wouldn't you be able to get a bigger audience that way? Because if you think about it, yeah, you're buying a doorbell for, for like 80 bucks, but then each month, if you have to pay five bucks and five bucks and five bucks, that adds up in two years or three years, right? It really does. But it, it's part of like, it's it has a different use case, right? At that point, because your typical doorbell like didn't have all these features. So it's coming out like, and like everywhere, like every industry Right, like we're we're saying that everything is entering into a subscription market. Yep. Right, and unless you like the only way to take over is having a subscription, and you want those additional features as a customer, you need you need to pay for it because it cost it it costs the uh, the company like money to actually like provide you with those features as well. Right. For sure. Yep. Like I I get it. Right. Because the thing is. Storage is is an expensive cost, right? Because you're serve you're saving it on their servers um, to pull, which is which is a costly thing. But I, I guess my concern is, let's say for like the average typical user who wants this hardware now has to pay for a subscription moving forward. Does it fit in the budget anymore? Kind of thing, right? 
Because yeah. l- let's let's be honest, the average family doesn't have just one subscription, right? There's Netflix, there's Amazon Prime, there's Hulu, there's HBO, and, and the list, like you know, the list, the list goes on, right? Like there's there's also subscriptions for HelloFresh and uh, uh, Uber Eats, and like there's there's so many different subscriptions out there, and I understand that this is a new market that companies are trying to to tackle, right? Like even Apple. Apple Music, Apple TV, Apple News, Spotify, Spotify Music, and all of that stuff. Like, my my concern is once you get kind of stuck in this platform, they can take advantage of you because now they're able to increase the prices, right? Like, case in point, Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. So once you're stuck in a platform, you love the platform, you've seen how, how it's grown, you've seen how many shows it has, you've been binge-watched like Cobra Kai or whatever... Um, and now you're stuck with the fact that Netflix is jacking up their prices. Yeah, no, so, it's, it's true. 100%. So w- would you call it a trap then? Would you call subscriptions a trap? It, it, like that's that's the thing. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough one, right? Like as a customer, um, you want all these things, but you're gonna have to pay for it. Yeah, right. And there's really like no way around it because yeah, these companies are gonna as. And and it, and it has to do with inflation, right? When we think about it, we, it's inflation and demand, yep. right? The cost of living goes up. Subscriptions will go up. Um, demand will go up because, especially with this pandemic, right? Like we've, we've seen um, like subscriptions for streaming services really take off, right? Yep. That's where Disney Plus entered into the market. They, they took over with uh, content, like t- took content away from Netflix. Yep, they dominated um, pretty much. Right. And yeah. and they're they're taking off. They're doing really well, um, and we'll we'll really have to see what happens with right. that. But yeah, it, it gets costly, right? Like, and then it's also like you you really got to think back to when we compare to uh, companies like Rogers Bell that would charge what was it like 150 bucks a month for. <laughs> um, you to get all your channels on TV, yeah. right? That like that that was costly, and that was yeah. like like even like five ten years ago, right? Where they were charging those big bucks. Yeah. So these this is where these streaming services are really uh, trying to pull people in because they know what people were actually paying for getting TV shows and movies on demand, and now it's like oh you don't have to wait every week to to get a new episode or something like that. It's it's on demand and you can binge things. You have it like no ads. at the palm of your hands. Yep, no ads or anything like that. I get it. Exactly. But so here 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 I guess is the the concern is we we've seen subscriptions before and you you brought up an amazing example as well cuz Bell or Rogers or or Verizon or AT&T or whoever it is. You once you're kind of in it, you're kind of stuck there until you start to negotiate and fight and you can fight for those prices, right? See, that's the thing. You can fight for your prices with Bell and Rogers and AT&T and Verizon, but you can't really fight with Netflix because if you fight with Netflix, you're not really going to go anywhere. You're kind of just stuck with that subscription cost, right? Mm-hmm. So so that's that I guess is what my concern is, right? When like even even for example, with our cell phone plans, like if we don't like it, we can switch to another plan and we have the same amount of options. But if we're if we don't like Netflix, we can't really cancel it because the shows that are on Netflix are not on Amazon Prime or the shows that are on Amazon Prime are not on Hulu. Right. So there's it's kind of I, I feel like subscriptions are a trap, but it's an amazing money making scheme for for businesses. Oh, 100 percent. Right. Couldn't agree with you more in, in that aspect. Yeah. Um, 
I think I think what's gonna end up happening is like there's so many like we're saying we're, there's so many players in the streaming service uh, business that like as Netflix increases prices, like Disney Plus might not right like there there's gonna be a lot of comp there's a lot of competition in this market. We're gonna have to see what other players do. So if Netflix increases, which they're they're doing, I think in a month or two, yep. Um, is Disney Plus gonna increase, or is Disney Plus gonna uh, keep it at a lower price to drive customers to switch from Netflix to Disney Plus, right? And you know what? And I think that is a really awesome question for the audience, right? For our disseminate news followers, uh, by the way, disseminate news. Um, we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram at Disseminate News. I want to ask you this, right? What are your thoughts on the EV market itself? Are you planning to get an EV car moving forward? Are you waiting? Are you are are you waiting because there's a shortage of the chip shortage or supply chain shortage? Are you planning to boycott all the subscriptions? What are your thoughts on the Netflix price jacking up? What are your thoughts on subscriptions as a moving forward in the future thing? Let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, you can post on Twitter. You can post on Instagram at Disseminate News or even email us at Disseminate News at uh, ProtonMail.com. So with that being said, this is Disseminate News, the 2022 podcast signing off.